Heavenly Father, I know it's been written this since the beginning. I'm seeking your truth and I'm seeking your wisdom. You got it, my steps now. You Hi, I'm Dr. Joshua. Hey, I'm Raven. What up? I'm KP, and this is in the Text, baby. Where our mission is to break down barriers and stereotypes that hinder people from connecting and engaging with scripture. If you're with us for the first time, that was a great way of understanding what we're trying to do. And we're all the way, actually, we're on episode 15. Let's say that. This is episode 15, right? And we we just finished chapter four of Genesis. And what an exciting chapter it was. We talked about the story of Cain and Abel, which even people who aren't even familiar with the Bible are usually have some familiarity with that story. Yeah. They are basically the second generation, the next, the second generation to deal with the consequences of sin. And what did they deal with those consequences? You have two brothers, uh, both who are presenting uh, sacrifices or gifts before the Lord. And one brother's sacrifice is accepted, Abel. The other brother's sacrifice is rejected. And which is Cain's sacrifice. And he's so upset about it that he kills his brother and God pronounces the punishment he has to do with part of which is for him to go wander the earth restless and concern that he will be abused by the world and the culture around him because of his status. Um, God gives him a mark that will protect him from people killing them and that God himself will take vengeance on people who will kill him. However, what he does with that, instead of repenting, instead of seeing that as God's mercy, what Cain does is build a city and cultivate a lineage that is full of pride. They're innovative, they're smart, they're creative, but they use their creativity to glorify themselves and not turn to God. And so we end the chapter really with uh, Adam and Eve having another son named Seth, and he fosters a generation that calls upon the name of the Lord. That sounded about right? That was good. All All of it broke it all the way down. That was good. (laughs) That was good. That was good. I'm excited. We left with some hope last week. Yeah. Yeah. Hope. Hope. I like that. I won't say a new hope. I guess I just said it. Same with Star Wars plug. We're not. Episode four. We're not there yet. This just reminds me, uh, once you see the Star Wars, once we do our Star Wars marathon, you'll understand how this is all connected. I just can't see it. Yeah, connected. Yeah. You're even wearing like Yoda green. There it is. You're there. Yeah. Right there. I'm just still thinking about that big jiggly booger. Uh, (laughs) His name is Jabba the Hutt. His name is Jabba the Hutt. No, traumatized. Okay. He's a he's an alien gangster. Mm. But that's another story. The Bible is way more interesting than, <laughs> it really is. than, than Star Wars, as we know. And uh, we're about to get into this chapter five. You're ready for Ooh. these long names? These, Come on, uh, who's uh, reading? Five syllable names and uh, these. We don't. I mean, do we need to read every bit of it? No, um, we no, can just no, kind of no. get, get the, the get the gist of it. But but first, we got to introduce. Oh, the foe. You better not leave him out. The foe. <laughs> it's on you. Oh, right. To bring the foe in. Let's bring him in. Yeah. Holy Spirit, man, we just thank you, Lord, for this time, Lord, to get through your scripture, Father God. You've been unpacking some wonderful things in scripture, Father God. We thank you for this time. We thank you for those who are joining us to this episode, Lord. Um, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that illuminate us, our, our, our thinking, Father God. Open our hearts. Let us be receptive to what the Holy Spirit wants to say. This wants to say, this is your stage. Have your way. Say whatever you want to say. Speak to our hearts, Father God, and even challenge us with this text, Father God, that we're going through 
genealogies today, we ask that you give us new revelation, new insight to help us be more and more like Jesus. We thank you for it. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That was a great prayer. Yeah, that was great. Um, you know, he's and he and the Holy Spirit's been showing up. He's been his he that, his co-hosting uh, powers have been in effect on ten. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. yeah. and we're gonna need him today because we're about to get in this chapter five Woo-hoo. with this uh, genealogy, Woo-hoo. and it's real interesting. Um, I, I want to get your y'all uh, your initial thoughts just on this chapter. I mean, I know with biblical genealogies, the tendency for many people when they think about them is like this is boring why is this here why do <laughs> yeah. we need this so as you're reading really the first major genealogy in the bible uh, mm. what what are some impressions you have of this of this chapter um well a couple of things uh first i'm looking at how many years these dudes and dudettes <laughs> were alive they were rocking for some crazy years hmm. um i see my homie jared in verse 20 he got up to 962 years yep. mm-hmm. and then died. Um, so they're kicking for a really long time. Um, yeah. That's one thing I see off the bat. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, KP, what do you notice? Um, yeah, that's that's the same thing I noticed, just the, the lifespan of um, of – of humanity around this time and just how, you know, it's, you know, they just let it be known just as far as all the men, you know, they say mm-hmm. and daughters, but they don't really give the women's mm-hmm. names is more so just focus on the, the men, which is interesting. Uh, and it's also interesting because we know in the woman's pronouncement that, um, or the, I'm sorry, the serpent's pronouncement that there will be a seed that came through the woman. Yeah. So I think it's very interesting that, you know, the men mm-hmm. are represented in the genealogy. Right. When the Lord specifically highlighted the woman. I think, I don't know if, I, I don't know that the seed represented in Genesis 3 is specifically saying a male or a female, but I think it was understood that it, would be a male, and mm-hmm. I, I, I wonder if that plays a role in them highlighting the men. Yeah, because they don't, sure. you don't know for who sure. or when it's going to happen. Right. And when you look at, because Adam and Eve had daughters. Yeah. yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Right. But it, when we look at chapter three, we see Eve and her excitement about Cain, and then her excitement about Seth. Mm-hmm. Meaning there was an expectation that one of them might be the promised son. So I think that has, I, I think that has something to do with highlighting. The men, because all of them were potential messiahs in their minds. Whoa, all of them were potential messiahs. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Wait. Yep. Wait, they were all potential messiahs. Mm-hmm. One of y'all is it. That totally reframes the thinking for it. Yeah, one of them was going to be, because think about the godless culture they're in. And as far as they know, you know, they don't know, I don't even know if they know there's going to be a flood. No. I, oh, how much they knew. Although, I, well, Enoch is mentioned in this chapter, and I think I can say this. So in the book of Jude, it quotes one of the books that, didn't make it in the biblical canon, but it's in the K 
Catholic mm. canon of the Bible. Yeah. Um, and that's a book, and it quotes Enoch preaching. Mm. It's a book that talks about Enoch preaching. And so the book of Jude speaks of Enoch's basically preaching to this really, uh, to this generation of people we talked about last week who are innovative but godless. And he's talking about God's going to come back and he's preaching about this. So, I, you know, it's interesting. Maybe, I don't know how much people knew about the flood um, if Enoch had so much insight, but that's an aside, you know, whatever oh, wow. it is. But back to the point that, you know, I don't know if this is the case, but perhaps the men are highlighted because they are, each of them is a potential Messiah. Wow. Man, I got a question. Yeah. I don't see Cain and Abel in here. Very good observation, KP. Tell me more about that. Like, walk, talk that out. I would <laughs> talk that out. I'm just and like you know, I see. It was just interesting because I didn't like, especially when he talks about how God created man. Mm-hmm. Um, he went from the very top, like okay, God created man, and then it just went from. Was that um, Adam and he fathered Seth, mm-hmm. and after that, it just continued to go on. So. Okay, so so read read yeah. from the chapter from chapter five, verse one through through the Seth years. Okay, I can do that one. Okay, okay there we go. <laughs> one syllable, Seth. One syllable. Okay. Here it is. This is the book of the generations of Adam. When God created man, He made him in the likeness of God. Male and female, he created them, and he blessed them and named the man when they were created. When Adam, he lived 130 years, he fathered a son a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. We'll keep on going. Uh-huh. The days well, of- first of all, let's stop there for a second. Just yeah. as I'm just pondering this. Yeah. Wait a minute, because... We talked before about how Adam and Eve had all these kids. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So. <laughs> Thank you. You telling me, Genesis. <laughs> right. That. Between, like, Adam being made. Well, let me even take that back. Cause, because I don't know if it's counting the time from the time he was made. Right. Or the time from when the fall happened, because what does it matter how old you are before that? That's what I was going to say. Because, again, we don't even know what age they were created. Mm -hmm. Like, from from how, you know, God made Eve for man, Mm -hmm. you know, and they came together, then he, you know, it goes into, you know, a man, um, I'm sorry, a man and woman will leave, you know, and be joined together. From that context, I'm assuming they would have to be of age to be able to consummate and be united. So we don't even know the age in which they were created. That's not even given. So my thought was always that they didn't start counting the ages until after the fall, potentially. That's I'm, I'm inclined to think that, too, because also, too, why do you care about your age if there's no death. If there's no death. Mm. You're not I, counting down for anything. Right. Yeah. That's what I, I mean, you're literally counting. That's what TikTok said. TikTok <laughs> said that, no, TikTok said that every year TikTok, of your birth. The social media app? Yeah. Okay. TikTok, <laughs> TikTok said. said that every year on your birthday, you're not celebrating. It's like, um, right now I'm 26. Um, 
this year when I celebrate my birthday, I'm not celebrating because I just turned 26. I'm celebrating because I already had lived my year of being 26. So I'm celebrating that. Because, like, when you're a baby, when you're zero, your first birthday, you turn one, you're celebrating that year of life that you have already True. lived. Which True. is that one year. Which is that one year. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I got to that, but... Well, it just, sound, it's, it just sounds like it's less about your birth. Birth, and more about your... Yeah, and more you're about closer how close to, you are to death. To death. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Mm. So yeah. you're telling me I already lived 34 years. Yes. Mm. But my point here is I'm just wondering, like, how are these adult folks born in a... That doesn't... Like, I'm wondering about, like, at this time, like, you, I guess you could imagine, like, in the, before the fall, they were, like, based to us, they would be superhumans. Right. In terms of their genetic capacities yeah. that they can do. So, to produce all these folks that could be adults and have all these kids in 130 years. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm just pondering that. That doesn't seem that long of a time. It doesn't. Um, but I don't know how much the earth was populated when Cain was doing what he was mm-hmm. doing. Like if it was millions of people, thousands of people. So maybe, I don't know. Anyway, that wasn't your point. But Well, Adam had to be up and kicking for yeah. some time to get so, some type of generation. Yeah, because so does this mean, he said in verse 3, it says, When Adam had lived 130 years, he fathered a son of, in his own likeness. So does this mean he didn't have Seth until he was 130? Yes, which means he had Cain and Abel before Four. that. And those other people before that. Right. 130. That's not that Man. long. Mm-mm. Golly. It's not, it ain't 130 by right. our 130. We don't know anybody that's 130. Right. You might get a 120 somewhere. but Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but keep, I want to get back to what KP was saying before. So keep reading. All right. So uh, the days of Adam after he fathered Seth were 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. Okay, keep going. When Seth lived 105 years, he fathered Enosh. Seth lived after he fathered Enosh 807 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he died. Okay, read one more paragraph, and then I'm going to ask you a question. All right. When Enosh lived uh, uh, 90 years, he fathered Kenan. Hmm, that's close to my name. Uh, Enosh lived <laughs> after he fathered Kenan 815 years, <laughs> and he had other sons and daughters. Made <laughs> <laughs> a cameo. Thus, all the days of Enosh were 905 years, and he died. Okay. And you can keep reading, and there's a similar pattern. Mm-hmm. Okay, what pattern do you notice? He lived blank years, and then he died. Yes, and what else do you notice? Uh, he fathered. Okay. And how does it talk about the folks he fathered? The folks that they fathered? Um, I've seen sometimes uh, in his likeness. Yes. <gasps> Okay, but but keep going. Like, what else do you notice is the pattern? Um, he lived after he fathered. Yes, but what else? How many kids did they father? Oh, multiple. Yes, mm-hmm, but how many kids did they name? One. The first one, the firstborn. Well, in Adam's case, it's not the firstborn. Oh, right. It's just. It the relevant specific. one to this right. genealogy. 
Mm, okay. So he had a bunch of kids. Right. After Seth. And we know, based upon Genesis, he had kids before Seth. Mm, but... Oh, I got this you. This is tracking something very something. specific. Yes, yes. I got you. What is it tracking? Well, the yeah, it's, the main purpose. Well, it's the lineage that leads to the Messiah. Yeah. Only one of those is actually going to lead to the Messiah. You have multiple kids. Mm-hmm. But only one of there's only one oh. line. It's like trying to get out of a maze, right? You have all these roots. But one route leads out, and so this is the one that leads, leads to the to promised Jesus. kid. Yeah, I love that you said that because when I think of <clears throat> the pattern of they had blank years and they died, we go back to the promise of death, right? And they didn't have, you know, uh, a framework for what this death is, right? So we're naming all these generations and we're talking about, oh, yeah, and he died. Oh, yeah, and he died. Oh, yeah, and he died. But it's going to get to a point where it gets to Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's no more death after Jesus. Like there's physical death at this point, but there's redemption after Jesus. So I like that it sets up this framework for you still have to receive the benefits of your curse, but it's setting up to a promise. You mean the benefits of your curse? You mean the? I'm sorry. The detriments of the curse. I'm sorry. To your point, before now, when when did you read that anyone died? Before, was, chapter before chapter five? five. No, I didn't see that. Uh, no. Cain. Okay. Cain kills Abel. Oh, Cain killed. Okay. But does that depict him like, and Cain, and Cain died? Oh, no. no. Nobody died. Mm-mm. He was, okay, because he was killed. Right. Oh. And that's why he died. But, like, these folks, were they killed? What, what happened? No, just old age. Yes. And so it's the first, it's the first time we're seeing the... Um, con- like, how can I say, the reflection of the curse uh, in, in his natural. our natural, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. death means a lot of different things. It's not just physical death. Right. But this is where we see the effects of it yeah. for the first time. Yeah. The yeah. natural causes of death. Yes, because yeah. people, we're designed to live forever. Right. Man. We don't see Cain die. It doesn't record when Lamech dies. And record, it doesn't record any of those other things. No. The people die. Right. But the baton gets passed bef- before they, they end their life. And that baton is the seed going from one line to the next. Wow. No, you're absolutely right because even I just took a quick look at Matthew to look at Jesus' genealogy. It doesn't highlight the death of the people because that's not the point. Mm-hmm. Like I think the point here in Genesis 5 is to highlight the death. While also setting up for the Messiah. But right. I think the point is to be like, yo, like, this is a problem. Like, what you guys led into the world, mm-hmm. like, something's happening here. Something destructive is happening to mankind. Yeah. Yes. So there could be death by violence or death by natural causes. Right. Right. Like, it's, it's both of them are reflections mm. of the curse, uh, are reflections of a sin nature. Affecting us. Yeah. Wow, that's horrible. And you could be a told you could be a regular person who lived a righteous. Even Seth was the one who lived righteously. Just like, and mm-hmm. he dies too. Yep. <gasps> Did he do anything? He he was noted someone who who served God. Yep. And at that time, and he died younger than wow. some of some of the other ones. Now, now there's one wrench we throw in here because mm-hmm. somebody in this genealogy doesn't die. Yes. Mm. Who's that? Yep. Enoch, Enoch, number two. 
Enoch. Enoch, Enoch number two. The redeemed Enoch. <laughs> the restful Enoch. Yeah. So here's what's ironic is Enoch is also the name of who? We mm. read it last um, last last uh, Cain's son. Yeah, Cain's Cain son, son, Enoch. When you when you give when you are naming he named the city he built after his son Enoch. Yeah. When you name something after you, like a city or something, what are you trying to do? Like build a legacy? A legacy. And what does a legacy do for you? Just a name, greatness. Yeah. Just, uh, just something that long lasting. It's a way of becoming immortal. Yeah. Ooh, you continue good. to live mm-hmm. after death. So here's the city that in a way is giving a kind of immortality to Cain. Right? Wow. Dr. But Josh. Yes. Here we have Dr. another <laughs> Enoch who doesn't die. I'm about to walk He's, off this thing. He's the like, true immortal. He becomes an immortal. Like God just raptures him up, takes him up in the air. He never dies. And it's almost like, I almost feel like God is making a statement. Yeah, he made a statement. He's <laughs> like, stunning you know, on mortality? Live right before me. Oh, my That's the pathway goodness. to immortality. What's the testimony of Enoch? Oh, my goodness. Go ahead and read that, KP. Oh, my god. We just got two syllable names there. Go ahead. Where's that verse? 18. 18 said, when Jared had lived 162 years, he fathered Enoch. Jared lived after his father Enoch 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. Okay, keep reading. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Uh, Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not. For God took him. The pathway to immortality is to walk with God. God. The very thing Adam and Eve are doing in the garden. Mm. He is walking with God. (laughs) And I don't know. I mean, I wonder if he went back to Eden. Right. If he hung out in Eden so he could be close to the presence. Because we talked about this that they were banned from the garden, but Eden was still there. My theory is that Eden, the garden disappeared after the flood, but it was still there for people to see it. You can go there. And so I wonder if God ever like stepped out of the garden to spend time with Enoch. Man, that's, that's good. I really like that. Um, Yeah. I feel, I feel, I feel the same way, Dr. Josh, like God was making a statement like, yo, Enoch, I need you. And I need you to <laughs> just like, I think everything was purposeful from adding Adam, naming him that and everything well, to Adam make this thing. Oh yeah. yeah well, well, yeah, yeah. Through, through, through the lineage. And, um, I just feel like, I was like, yo, I need to redeem this name and show you what it really is. And Enoch, we know it means discipline, train, yeah. right? But you can apply that to the things of the world mm-hmm. or you can apply it to, to the, the things, things of God. God. And let me say one more thing. I just, I, only because of this Methuselah thing, because Methuselah basically means like when you die, the flood will happen. And Methuselah, his, when he died, the flood happened, right? So, mm-hmm. so but Methuselah, 
he lived the longest of all of them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. But it's mm-hmm. like, so what? Nothing is said about him. So we got the city of Enoch that is designed to kind of uh, give Cain a kind of immortality by his name, or at least his son's name, extend, his family name extending for a long time. We have Methuselah who lives a long time, mm-hmm. but the actual immortal here is Enoch who walked with God. He has what everybody else is pursuing. Mm -hmm. Man. What you thinking, Raven? You got, your mind is, your mind is. uh... I'm all over the place. (laughs) What I love about Methuselah is I was Enoch's son. So Enoch left such a legacy <laughs> that carried to Methuselah, mm-hmm. right? And in that, we know that after Methuselah, then Uh-oh. came Lamech, and after Lamech came Noah, mm-hmm. and Noah and his family were the only righteous there through Noah, mm-hmm. who, whose great-great-great-grandfather was Enoch, right? Mm-hmm. So through Enoch's legacy, through Enoch walking closely with God, his lineage and his family name, was saved mm. and was protected mm. from the flood. So by Enoch's choice of walking with God, not only was not only did he redeem the name and show a pattern of what happens in walking with God, but his family line was redeemed and restored and preserved because of Enoch. His great grandfather. Because of his great-great-grandfather, great-grand-whatever it is. The whole, like, think about it. Like, Noah and his family was preserved because of Enoch. And all Enoch did was walk with God. Right. Faithfully. Faithfully. Says my version. He walked with God, set that example that transferred to his son, to his son's son, and then to Noah. Yeah. This but those is... little live long enough to talk about Enoch. Right. He lived long right. enough to talk yeah. about his dad. Yeah. Yeah. And then Methuselah, again, in the day that um, uh, when he said it shall be, something around that line. Mm-hmm. So Methuselah represents even the grace of God. So Enoch was taken. You have this grace period even before the flood takes place. Mm. God is demonstrating the grace of God. And can I take it a step further? Mm. If you would allow me. I'm going to skip way ahead, but go with me. Matthew 24. It talks about Jesus talking about future events. And he says, for as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the son of man when the son of man returns. Right. So we have Enoch who represents what it looks like to have restored immortality, walking closely with God this disciple, this disciplined relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. who was taken to be with the Lord. We have Methuselah who's representing the grace, the mercy, the love of God, right? Mm-hmm. Which was present in the time of Enoch. The grace of God was present in the time of Enoch, mm-hmm. right? Because Enoch was taken after. And then we have the flood. As in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man returns. So we're seeing a picture how as the church and as a body our lives need to be living and also 
he's already setting a picture and a frame for what's to come. Mm. Before the flood and destruction happens, one of my graces is going to be present with Methuselah. Mm. To the way to get to me, the way to have restored paradise with me is to walk faithfully with me. Mm-hmm. And there's no more death. Mm. There's no more crying. I'm going to restore that by walking with me. So he's showing a clear picture. Yes. Not only for this time, but for us today. Like, like you said, Dr. Josh, the way, the way that all of this is restored. Yeah. It's just something very, very simple. But it takes a level of devotion, and that's in your relationship and in your walk with the Lord. Man, so like Cain's lineage had advanced <laughs> like physical technology and Enoch had advanced spiritual Spiritually. technology. He was on some other, like Adam didn't do all that. No. He was in the garden in the original. Seth didn't, not even Noah. But like Enoch had was like, and like what you said, Raven, it was possible to pursue that. Yeah. Yeah. You could pursue the things of this world and advance on worldly terms. Yeah. Or you can pursue the things of God and advance on his terms. Yeah. But look at the mindset. Look so look at the look at going back to the gene warfare, the children of of the woman and the children of the serpent. Yes. Right? The the restless and the restful, which we kind of talked played with a little bit. Like you have to strive and keep this this level of, of persistence and, and pursuing when on this other end, like the way to have the freedom and the access and, and you know, the spiritual development. What you have to do is to submit. None of your works matter over here. Like that doesn't measure up yeah. on this side. Yeah. Like you walk a completely surrendered and submitted lifestyle, but that is what grants you this great access and this great preservation, this great restoration yeah. by denying your, your human works yeah. and by submitting them totally. Yeah. Like we're seeing clearly, like you said, like it's, it's a clear picture. Like he's showing you a clear picture and the choice is still before you. Like we've been talking about in the beginning, the choice is before you. You have a very, very clear choice. And, and what I love about even with the genealogy is going even to Noah, like Noah didn't have to, he didn't have to walk down the path of his, his great-great-grandfather. He didn't have to walk down the path of Enoch that was set before him. But he, he chose to do so. Mm-hmm. And by doing so, not only did he restore his family, but he restored, he, he had, God used him to make a restorative plan for mankind. Yeah, and I think I think that was purposely done. Um, just looking at, <laughs> just looking at from Lamech, right? From Lamech, um, even I think his pops. I'm talking about from Cain's side, right? From Cain's side, I think was that Methuselah. I think over here is what Methuselah. Mm-hmm. Very, it's very wow. similar. That's good, KP. It's very the similar. The names are very similar. Yeah. Ooh. So I'm like, it goes, it goes back to what you said at first, Dr. Josh, about God making a statement. Wow. I think he was really trying to purify what they That's messed good. up. Because you got Enoch. That's good. You got uh, Methuselah. You got Lamech. Lamech. So it's like, yeah. wow. It's paralleling. 
you know, again, getting ahead a little bit, it's almost like what God does to the gods of Egypt. Mm. He has plagues that correspond with their gods. Just yes. To say, Listen, I'm, I'm I'm God. I'm here. Those aren't gods. <laughs> I'm God. And so the, you got the 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 people God's picks to usher in His uh, redemptive plan mm-hmm. have the names of the people who have the highest status in Cain's world. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. exactly what it looks like. Yeah. It's like that big flex you was talking about in uh, Genesis 1. <laughs> got a flex on him. Now, I got a... This is the last thing I want to say before we close out this segment, because this has been really good. Um, I'm going back to what um, Raven was saying, and I want to look it up just to make sure. Um, but if I look up, see what Noah means. What does the name Noah means? Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, it I means rest that. or repose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, so go like we'll close with this. Yep. Let's read um, Genesis five twenty eight, Raven wow. and twenty nine. When Lamech had lived one hundred and eighty two years, he had a son. He named him Noah and said, "He will comfort us in the labor and painful toil of our hands caused by the ground that the Lord has cursed." <laughs> the toil, what? like yeah. so, his name what? means rest, and he's going to bring comfort. Ain't it's no a restless way. society. Bro. There is no way, God. There's no way. Big this flex. just happened right now. Big flex. Big Hi, flex. I'm Dr. Joshua. <laughs> hey, I'm Raven. And I'm KP. We're signing off, but never signing out. So till next time, make sure that you get, get in, in the, the text. text.